A deep dive into virtual reality's effect on temporal perception. Hey everyone, we're back again with our deep dive series. This week we're taking a deep dive into the fascinating topic of virtual reality and how it can warp our perception of time. Our perception of time. How we perceive time is an area of research that has only relatively recently garnered attention and dedicated study. In the last few decades, multiple theoretical models for how we perceive time have been proposed, including scalar expectancy theory, behavioral theory of timing, spectral timing model, diffusion generalization model, multiple oscillator model, learning to time model, packet theory, modular theory of learning, active time model, with so many theoretical models for how we perceive time, researchers have started comparing the different models. Sometimes this leads to new models, emphasizing that we still have much to learn about how we perceive time in the real world and use that perception to interact with our environment. Recent research tells us that time perception involves a large neural network throughout the brain. There is no specific structure that controls it. In general, our understanding is that our perception of time is a combination of a variety of factors. These include attention, arousal, emotions, and environmental cues. We can find activities so enjoyable and immersive that time seems to pass by faster than usual. Time can also appear to move faster if we are in a positive state and have a high approach motivation. Conversely, focusing our attention on something can also make time seem to move slower, such as when we experience the oddball effect. This is an illusion that occurs when we experience novel stimuli and perceive them to last longer than they actually do. Additionally, when the possibility of a reward is combined with the oddball effect, the oddball stimuli are perceived as lasting longer than when there is little or no prospective reward. These results seem to indicate that if a stimulus is associated with a reward, it becomes more salient, grabbing more of our attention and thus distorting how long we perceive it to last. Time can seem to move slower if we experience awe or fear. Being in nature slows both how long something feels like it lasts and how long it actually lasts. Our experience of time is also influenced by cues from our bodies. Recent studies have suggested that body movements, visual input, and information we receive from our tissues are connected to time perception, leading to what is called the embodied perspective of time perception in humans. This tells us that our brain's interpretation of signals throughout our body is a crucial element of how we perceive time. Additionally, time may not even exist but may be a construct humans use to make sense of our surroundings. See our interview with Peter and Gaby Hancock from HFES 2018 to watch our minds get blown. Time compression versus time extension. The different speeds at which we perceive time to pass can be defined as time extension and time compression. Time extension is when we perceive time to take longer than usual, such as when we are watching something painful or when we experience prolonged eye contact. Time compression is when we perceive time to pass by quicker than usual, such as when we are playing a game or watching a television show. Time compression in health. Unfortunately, time compression can have negative impacts on our health. We often experience time compression when engaged in immersive activities such as video games, watching television shows or movies, or reading. This can lead to pushing back our bedtimes by hours for just one more round, episode, or chapter. The disruption this has on our sleep cycle is one of the negative impacts of time compression as we typically experience it. A consistent sleep schedule is essential for our good health and well-being. If our circadian rhythms are thrown off, it can impact our moods, lead to the development of mood disorders, increase stress and fatigue, decrease productivity, impair brain functioning, and make it harder to fall asleep when it is time for bed. Another problem with time compression is that we can lose a lot of time because we cannot keep track of it. Hours can be lost to playing games or scrolling through internet sites, leaving us little time for socializing, other hobbies, exercising, healthy eating, hygiene, or self-care. Once time is lost, we cannot get it back. 
This can lead to an increase in stress and frustration, as well as a decrease in quality of life. For people who often experience time compression while engaged in various activities, the status of VR. This brings us back to virtual reality. VR technology has made huge strides in the last few years. Companies are focused on making VR headsets more comfortable and less bulky to increase their attractiveness and extend the amount of time people can wear them. VR businesses are also looking at how to streamline their products so that end users only need to buy the headset instead of a headset and a PC that has the appropriate specifications to work with VR headsets. One of the most well-known commercial VR companies is Oculus. They offer both a standalone VR headset and a headset that requires a PC. As the technology develops to make standalone VR headsets more affordable, we will start seeing more of these on the market and more in homes around the world. Of course, VR is not restricted to the home environment. Corporations are embracing VR, too. In our episode on the future of VR, we discussed how corporations like Walmart have already begun using VR headsets as a training and communication tool for their employees. Even the US military is starting to use VR as a training tool. With the increase in the adoption of VR technology across industries and consumers, it is more important than ever to discover and mitigate the potential negative effects of its use. VR and time compression In the lab at UC Santa Cruz, researchers found that participants had a greater misinterpretation of how fast time was moving in reality when they were using VR headsets versus using conventional monitors. They experienced greater time compression, taking longer to determine that five minutes had passed. Most people who have played video games on conventional monitors can attest to experiencing time compression. It makes sense that with greater immersion through the VR headset, there would be a greater experience of time compression as well. Why would being in VR contribute to the perception of time compression? We know that a positive state and high approach motivation leads to time feeling like it is moving faster. VR experiences are typically goal-oriented and intended to induce overall positive feelings in users. We also know that the brain relies on body movement and information from body systems to help it determine the passage of time. When using VR headsets, it may be harder for our brains to separate out and read the signals from our bodies due to our visual input being disconnected from our physical reality. Then there are environmental cues to consider. In the real world, we may be able to judge how much time has passed by the light coming through a window. With a VR headset on, we do not have access to these cues about the actual time, which can lead to a distorted idea of how much time has passed while we were otherwise occupied. The human factors connection. By recognizing the connection between VR and time compression, we can gain insight into what we need to take into account as human factors professionals when we work with VR. Recovering from a thrown-off sleep cycle is difficult and takes time. It can be done by spending time outside, exercising, practicing good sleep hygiene, foregoing daytime naps, and stopping screen time at least one hour before bed. The most important step to resetting circadian rhythms is having consistent wake-up and sleep times. It will be up to creators to make sure that users have options to help them with keeping track of time so that they can be mindful of what is going on in the rest of their lives and achieve their wellness goals. This might include creating an awareness of actual time or set times to not play. As we've discussed on the show before, companies like Facebook and Oculus are looking at making VR glasses that are almost flat up against the wearer's eyeballs. These VR glasses are supposed to be more comfortable, even less bulky, increase the wearer's field of view, and lighten the load on the wearer's neck to decrease head strain. With VR headsets only getting better and more accessible, we will need to make sure that the increase in VR headset use does not turn into end users always losing time, letting life pass them by, or causing the adverse health issues we talked about with time compression. 
while the potential negative effects from time compression that we experience while using VR technology are real and serious, it is important to remember that there are many benefits that can come from this effect as well. Time compression can be a boon for patients when it comes to getting medical procedures done, such as chemotherapy or sitting through hours of dialysis treatment. VR has been found to help treat depression, PTSD, and drug addiction. VR and augmented reality are gaining high praise as learning tools for everyone from children to medical school students to professionals. Cognitive psychology can be paired with VR and R to address phobias. Motion sickness can be eliminated with the use of a VR headset. We can use VR to give us insight into environmental design. VR can even help to increase our peripheral vision and cognitive functioning in the real world. Although it will be important to be mindful of the time compression effect that we experience when using VR technology, it will be just as essential to explore the beneficial ways we can use VR technology. We are truly only just beginning to figure out how we can use VR for more than gaming or basic communication. It will be exciting to see where we go from here. For more Human Factors Cast content, check back every Tuesday for our news roundups and join us on Twitch every Thursday at 4.30 p.m. PST our weekly podcast. If you haven't already, join us on Slack and Discord or on any of our social media communities. Technology in our world is evolving at a phenomenal pace. And keeping up with what that means in the Human Factors world can be challenging. That's where Human Factors Cast comes in. Human Factors Cast is a weekly podcast that highlights and breaks down stories that are chosen by you, the Human Factors community. Each week, a panel made up of human factors practitioners, UX specialists, and engineers sit down to discuss a weekly dose of knowledge that keeps you up to date with the latest areas of interest. New York State is giving out hundreds of robots as companions for the elderly. Buttons in cars are safer and quicker to use than touchscreen. A prototype just achieved a major milestone that actually fits the description of a flying car. The show provides perspective based on experiences from different domains and different industries. We even cover some of the hottest conferences in the field. On this episode, we're recapping EHF, Ergonomics and Human Factors Conference, Neuroergonomics Conference, Human Factors and Ergonomics Society, uh, UXPA International, the International Symposium on Human Factors and Ergonomics in Healthcare, and we have the best guests. I'm joined today by Chris Reed, Micah Inslee, Farzan Sassen Gohar, Joe Keebler, Peter and Gabby Hancock. We have a dedicated community of listeners that engage with the show and contribute to the topics discussed. Join me, Nick Rome. And me, Barry Kirby. Every Friday morning when Human Factors Cast drops on YouTube and your favorite podcast directory. And remember, it, it depends. depends. Are you tired of boring lectures and textbooks on Human Factors and UX? Well, grab your headphones and get ready for a wild ride with the Human Factors Minute podcast. Each minute is like a mini crash course packed with valuable insights and information on various organizations, conferences, usability methods, theories, models, certifications, tools, and much more. We'll take you on a journey through the fascinating world of human factors, from the ancient history to the latest trends and developments. Listen in as we explore the field and discover new ways to enhance the user experience. From the think aloud protocol to the critical incident technique, focus groups, iterative design, we'll make sure that you're the smartest person in the room. Tune in on the 10th, the 20th, and the last day of every month for a new and interesting tidbit related to human factors. Don't miss out on the Human Factors Minute podcast, your ultimate source for all things human factors.